Hello, and welcome to StarkCast. I am Joe Stark, and today I am talking with Dan West. How are you doing today, Dan? I'm uh, not too bad. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, man. I am, I'm in the middle of my vacation. I still got quite a few days ahead of me off. And I've been having a good time so far, so yeah, I'm 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 having a really happy time. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, the reason I say that is because, as a lot of people know, I, I had surgery three weeks ago, and I've been recovering. And today was my first day back at work, and I'm not gonna lie, everything hurts. Like, oh, no. ev- everything fucking hurts. So, um, yeah, I'm sure I'll be back in again tomorrow, but. Yep, it's uh, it was a bit of a shock to the system getting back out there because I I do construction, so you know a lot of intense physical labour, and I was oh, on yeah. like yeah I was on light duties today, so I was just uh, you know brick laying and stuff, so I only had to pick up a brick and my trowel at once, whereas normally I'd be you know lifting rafters up into ceilings and great big steels and stuff like that, but yeah today just brick laying, which was nice, but I still I'm still in pain, which is kind of weird. I'm not I'd used to it. I'd imagine the the surgery they did was it like a gallbladder removal or something like that? Yeah, that's right. Um, so they had I, to cut through your abdominal muscles to to get to that, probably right. Yes, four yeah. times. Ugh. Four times. Ugh. It was a lap- laparoscopic oh, keyhole surgery, <laughs> is what it was. <laughs> yeah, I so know I've what got. <laughs> yeah, so I've got uh, three slices uh, just underneath my chest cavity on the right hand side and i have my belly button was sliced open as well because i'm assuming that's where they took it out um so people are like how have you been doing and i say well it's basically got getting stabbed four times so if you could imagine that and then you know but not remembering it happening but just waking up with like four wounds that have all been closed (laughs) that's basically what it's like uh and it's all through your core too so i'd imagine anytime you move you're feeling that yeah, exactly. It was weird actually because like the, the 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 worst wounds healed up really fast, and then the two which I thought wouldn't be a problem, they're like they're they're smaller incisions. They're actually giving me a lot of shit now, which is kind of weird. It's um, yeah, it it wasn't fun, but it had to be done, and uh, yeah, fingers crossed, I'll be feeling a lot better for it when I heal up fully. Yeah, <laughs> I've never had a big surgery like that, so. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, what's going, you know, how you're feeling and stuff. But Yeah, it was, it was, I'd never had one either. I've been sort of for small procedures, like when I was a kid, um, most people don't know, but I'm, I had meningitis when I was uh, 18 months old and it affected my spinal cord and gave me nerve damage. So I'm deaf in my left ear. Um, almost completely and so I had to have uh, what are called grommets put in and they kind of like open up your um, your eardrum so you can hear better and things like that and they like drains fluid and a load of, load of lovely you know bodily fluid talk um, but so I had that, <laughs> had that when I was a kid but uh, yeah I'd never had anything major done before and um, I mean I've said it before but I just want to thank uh, everyone that that knows me that has got in touch with me to sort of give me advice because I'm sure you saw that I put a video on the um uh, PCL leftover army page basically telling everyone how scared I was yeah and I, yeah I remember I a bunch of people just messaged me privately nobody really said anything like in on the public forum and they just sort of walked me through what was going to happen and that like it was like a like uh rebecca she's she's had it done and she told me exactly what happened and she even gave me really cool tips about how um i think it was coconut milk um is like a natural uh detox for anesthesia so 
Oh, that's awesome. If you if yeah, so if you drink that afterwards, then if you're like feeling nauseous and things like this anesthesia like causes you to feel sick and really lethargic all the time. Sorry about that. I just coughed. Um, and uh, I'll, cut, I'll cut that out. It's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, so you drink that, and then it, it naturally counteracts the anesthesia. So you, um, so you, you just start feeling better immediately. And I did do that. So thanks, Beck. That was fantastic advice. And um, yeah, just general stuff about the recovery and things. So, uh, so I knew what to expect, which is, you know, it's always that that uh, the threat of the unknown like fills you with fear about things that Absolutely. you don't really understand. Yeah, exactly, man. So yeah, thank you so much. Uh, everyone that got in touch with me to help me through my recovery. It was, it was amazing. Even though I was absolutely off my tits on drugs at the time, painkillers, you might, you understand. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I was reading all this stuff, um, it, it really helped. And obviously like, you know, I went over it like once I'd come out of my insane morphine, uh, delirium and, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. So thanks everybody for that. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that you, uh, you know, you're on the mend and everything. That's, that's great. Yeah, well, my first post on Facebook when I woke up was, uh, I'm alive for now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, dude. Because <laughs> yeah, I felt so bad. And it's funny, dude, because um, uh, people sort of say about the pain from the incisions, but what they don't tell you and what they didn't even tell me before the operation is uh, they have the two implements, which are what they use to actually do the surgery. They have a camera that goes in through an incision, and then they have an air pump which goes in and what they do is they inflate your stomach and all your abdominal cavity so they can get a better look around and they can't physically get the gas out like completely. So it has to work its way through all of your body tissue to get out. Oh fuck. Yeah. And that is what hurt the most because it basically squeezed up my diaphragm into my chest and it made me feel like I was having a heart attack all the time. It was really weird, what I assume a heart attack would feel like. And they were like, have you got any pain in your shoulders? And I was like, no, no, no pain in my shoulders. And they were like, how's your chest? And I was like, it feels like there's a truck on my chest. And um, they were like, oh, yeah, that's completely normal. <laughs> I was like, we could have possibly warned me about that. No so, shit. Or is this yeah. being researched? Does this have to be normal? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It was it was so crazy because uh, the nurse came past and she was like, oh, are you uh She's like, are you feeling any better? Is the pain going away? And I was like, no. And she'd given me all these injections uh, into my, my cannula that was in my wrist. Um, so straight into my bloodstream of all this uh, all these painkillers. And she just went, look, I can't give you any more painkillers. And I was like, I, I never asked for painkillers. I'll tell you that now. I'd never asked for any. She was just being nice. <laughs> yeah. And she just went, I can't give you any more painkillers. And I went, I went, that's okay. I'll just, I'm just letting you know how I'm doing. And she said, basically, I've given you enough painkillers to kill a small horse. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the worst. It's like smallest guy. I mean, I'm only I'm only six foot tall, but I'm you know I'm pretty like wide, and um, yeah, she gave me a lot of drugs, which is why I said about the morphine delirium later on. Oh God, <laughs> oh, morphine's <yeah>. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever had that. I mean, the the clo- I I did have a surgery when I was in middle school. I got my tonsils removed. Yeah, and but you know I don't think they give you anything like morphine for that. But you know, leading up to that surgery, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be fine. You know, they give you loads of jello and pudding and ice cream. And, and you know what? That was all bullshit. I don't get any of that stuff in the hospital. I got a fucking Tylenol when I said that I was hurting. They gave me a Tylenol that was the size of a trash can lid that I had to swallow somehow. 
Oh god. <laughs> That's you know they did the same thing to me as well that like they gave me they gave me some pills afterwards. Um and again it was something they didn't tell me that they have to put like an air pipe down your throat so to make sure you're breathing in case anything goes wrong. And uh <clears throat> they don't mess around when they put that in or pull it out because my throat was absolutely ruined. <sighs> and they gave me these pills to swallow and the similar thing they were absolutely huge like painkillers. <laughs> yeah, and it's one... like could you give me a bigger pill when my throat's all fucked up? <laughs> I know. And one of them got stuck in my throat and oh. I I've, I've I've got ch- I've choked on a number of occasions in my lifetime from when I was a kid and and like you know like further up and I've always I've learned that you need to keep calm because it's like when someone has an asthma attack and you know their their throat closes up because a lot yeah. of it is you know it's, it's in your head yeah, as yeah. well as well which just makes it worse <laughs> so i was like okay right it's stuck i can feel it got to keep cool so i walked got, got out of my bed straight after surgery walked over to the water machine and um filled up a cup and i just kept downing all these cups of water and this nurse came up to this male nurse and he was he was like are you okay you know i was like i've got a pill stuck in my throat <laughs> and he just went it probably just feels like it's still there it's not there and then i opened my mouth and i just pointed in my mouth and he went oh dear god <laughs> and he was like trying to sort of show me different actions that i could do like you like kick your head back to try and like force the muscles to release and things like this which worked eventually but yeah oh. i nearly choked on a bloody pill after my operation <laughs> so he's got you in the hallway like head banging next to the water cooler so pretty much yeah <laughs> with a really scared look on his face like i'm gonna be in so much trouble for this <laughs> <laughs> so but that's we what just it always spoke... comes down to his personal accountability right <laughs> yeah exactly i don't want to get sued can we just spoke about 10 minutes about my operation this is mental <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, welcome to Startcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let the tangents begin. <laughs> I, I can't help it. It's just the way I'm wired. <laughs> no, no, same here, man. I mean, Brian is always telling me, like, you've got to stay on, like, stay on target. When you're talking on PC, you've got to stay on target because I'm, as, I'm like my granddad. My granddad is, uh, he's a farmer and he's got the gift of the gab. He just, if anyone doesn't know what that means, that means he can talk with really good story. And so he will tell these stories and he'll be going off on tangents about like where he's been in his life. Cause he used to be in the <laughs> army and he used to like, he was stationed in Japan and all this other stuff. And, um, uh, I do exactly the same thing. I just can't help it. So <laughs> when That's I'm on funny. PCL, he just says, oh, so what did you think about Batman versus Superman? And then I'll be talking for 10 minutes about not the question that I just got asked. And I'll go, <laughs> yeah, so that's basically what I think. He's like, yeah, but what did you think about Batman v Superman? <laughs> <laughs> but you just talked for a long time, but you didn't answer our question. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I could be a great politician, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you need to do, right? It's all about dodging those spears. <laughs> that's it. I can't, I can't lie as much as them, so, you know, I think well, I'll, I'll... Well, apparently in American politics now, you don't even need to, like pretend to not lie you just fucking say whatever you want and if they call you oh, they just say oh it's alternative facts that's what? it and then you and then you fire a guy <laughs> that's just oh. happened wow dude how how is that okay that that it's like okay you're being investigated by something pretty fucking serious and you have the power to fire the guy that's leading the investigation against you yeah and, and now there's all the this. parallels being drawn to fucking nixon and watergate and stuff it's like what a yep. fucked up time in the world right yeah. now, in, in America in general, and 
dude, what, what what do you hear people talking about in the pubs over there when it comes to our fucking goofy ass system we got going on right now? You know, it's weird, dude, because I mean, obviously, because I'm so attached to like everyone in the army and everything. Um, I see a, a lot of, you know, obviously everyone's posts about this sort of stuff. But as far as England goes, we are literally just it's like we're all standing at the beach and we're all looking over the ocean with our mouths agape and we just don't know what the hell is going on or or, or what to do about it. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's almost like it, it it's like it's not real. Um, I understand because I, I've, I've followed, you know, the election and everything as well. And I understand why some people voted for Trump in the fact that he doesn't represent, um, you know, like the kind of institutionalized uh, candidates, you know, like Clinton and, and people like that. Um, so I understand that, you know, maybe a few people wanted to kind of shake it up a bit, but then you have the other people which kind of agree with all the other things which are a bit more kind of seedy and everything. Um, but it's just weird that this kind of celebrity, I mean, the guy was on the fucking apprentice for crying out loud, <laughs> you know, he was, he was hiring people to, to work in his hotels or whatever the hell it was. Cause I never actually got to see any of those, but cause we have the same thing over here, but it's with a guy called Sir Alan sugar or Lord. Alan. I don't know what he is now, but, um, <laughs> he, yeah, he he does the same thing. Uh, he, he interviews people and they all do tasks and then he gives one of them a job at the end of it. And when I learned that Trump was basically America's Alan Sugar, I was like, but so now Alan Sugar is president of the United States. So, you know, as in, in my eyes, you know, it's like it's the same guy, but now he's running a country. It's just it, it just baffles me. It's really crazy. And uh, again, not because... Not everyone that voted for Trump is is a bad person. I'll, I'll say that definitely. And this is something oh, we'll probably yeah. talk about later on. Um, you know, you've got good and bad in all kinds of people. That's just the way the world is. And I mean, unfortunately, probably about uh, – no, I'm always going to go for 75% of people are, are bad, but – I've ramped that up to 85 recently. So about 85% of people <laughs> seem, to, seem to be assholes. And there's about 15% of people which are genuinely good people. But that's the thing you just don't know. I mean, and um, one of the things which uh, made me, it was, a, it was a satire piece. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's, he's an English guy. He pretends to be a news reporter. And he was talking about how social media um, has kind of... It, not caused this, but it's kind of hidden it because everyone is so scared of um, saying that they're right wing because then everyone else is going to go, well, you're a racist, homophobic, xenophobic scumbag. So why don't you go fuck yourself? So people are afraid now. So when they do polls to get, you know, like general opinion before the elections, it's happened over here as well, man. Like everyone said, oh, I'm going to vote Labour because it's just, that's kind of like a more of a kind of socialist party. So it's more of like a left wing party. And lo and behold, the Conservatives, who are the right wing party, won by their biggest majority in about fucking 25 years because everyone lied. They said, oh, yeah, I'm going to vote for the good guys this time. And they're like, but I really like money and I don't like, you know, pe blue people. So fuck them. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote conservative. It's, it's it's just weird. It's kind of this strange hidden. Yeah, this kind of hidden thing, which no one really wants to talk about. And it's because people get chastised so badly on social media and in these polls that no one's giving their real opinion. Yeah, I, th I think that that's one of the things that led 
to, you know, these sorts of things happening, like specifically in America, you know, towards the last days of Obama being in office, there was so much shame being tossed around by social, social justice warrior types online. Yeah. It's like, look, if you're, if you're picking on somebody because they're gay and you don't like it, or you're picking on somebody because they used a racial slur and you don't like it, it's still coming from the same place. You're still being an asshole. And like what the world needs is more people being less of an asshole. Yeah. You know, I know it's, it's, it it, it is weird. And it, it, I mean, I, this is one of the reasons why I love your show so much because you guys really go into stuff and you guys say what you want and you're not like worried about upsetting anyone or anything like that. Because as far as I'm concerned, Starkcast is a, is a place uh, it's free of judgment and it's, it's a nice kind of logical place. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And and I appreciate that, man. That's, that's really what I'm going for is that I've, I've always been the type of person that I can entertain both sides of an idea and I feel yeah. like if you want to have a really well-informed take on something, you should be able to entertain the other side, even if it's you know if it's disgusting to you. You, yeah. you need to understand where the opposition's coming from, and you know, I mean, really, I would love to do a show sometime with somebody that is totally in love with Trump, and I'm a I'm afraid that I I wouldn't want to come off as an asshole on that show, but like I would seriously expect real answers from people like. You know, okay, when he was going into office, you know, you did, you were, you wanted, you know, Hillary charged because she did crimes, and and now you're okay with him firing the FBI director when he's being investigated for crimes, or you know, he's gonna drain the swamp and instead he filled it with people that were all fucking big money executives and shit. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? And like, you you venture into the political part of Facebook and like read some of these things, and it's like, I got plenty of friends who are passionate on both sides of it and for the most part i try to just scroll past <laughs> you know because it's like wow dude i just like I, I don't like hearing the extremes like and having that be the only take because it's like the only way you can move forward when there's opposition is to find a happy ground in the middle and that's just something that's not being accomplished these days in a, in a lot of areas and it, it's disheartening yeah, it is, man. It's um, it, the thing is that people don't seem to realize nowadays is that if you're gonna, if you want to combat someone else's ideal, you need to have a dialogue with them because that is the only way that you're ever gonna get any points across. So with all these SJWs and people who just shut people down and they're just like, you're a disgusting piece of shit. Fair play, you know. It depending what they're talking about, but if you just like chastise people and just go, no, you're a bad person. You shouldn't have a say. And then, you know, hundreds and thousands of people jump on board and go, yeah, you're a fucking piece of shit. Why don't you shut the fuck up? And, you know, back to Russia or whatever. Sorry, that's an Eddie is our joke. I should have probably (laughs) set that one up first, but that's just something that's in my psyche. Um, It's what people... Because Eddie is odd as a transvestite, everyone used to go, well, why don't you come go back to where you came from? And he's like, what, like Nottingham, wherever it is that he's from? <laughs> They're like, no, fuck off, back to, you know, <laughs> back to Russia. And that was what he said. So, yeah, when people go, oh, why don't you just fuck off back to where you came from, you racist scumbag or whatever? Um and they just shut these people down. You're never, there's never going to be any kind of resolution. And like I said before, it just, it makes all the shit that people really should be talking about, like 
you know, racism, sexism, like homophobia and, and, you know, like gender rights and, you know, like transgender people, all that sort of stuff, which is, you know, not newer things, but some of them are new, like the transgender stuff that is new, but all these different subjects, which people have like made taboo that uh, this is something that, um, uh, Terry Gillingham said, the guy, one of the Monty Python guys, Mm -hmm. he said that as soon as you make something taboo, you give it power. And I've always completely, he blew my mind when he said that. And he said that on live TV as well, like over in England. And no one knew how the fuck to react to it. It was a beautiful thing. And it's totally true as well. Exactly, man. And you force it under the rug and people, and then you, and then you have all these societies or, or like, you know, idealists for whatever they believe in. But they're, they're operating covertly. And I don't want those fuckers operating covertly. I want them to be out in the open going, yeah, I don't think people should eat squash or whatever. <laughs> and and you go, well, you're a moron. But at least he's <laughs> he's right in front of you saying it. He's not with 100, 1,000, 100,000 other people plotting some fucking grievous shit that we're going to find about too late. Exactly, yeah. Or using influence and money and stuff to operate behind the scenes and then stuff just quietly becomes law. Oh, God, that's the worst. That is the the worst. I hate that. They do that over here all the time. Some crap will be going on, which everyone will be interested in. And um, something very, very important, like the Iraq war, you know, with uh, obviously like England and the US took part in. Mm -hmm. And over here... Everyone was like, "We shouldn't be going to war. Why? Are we, why are we going to war?" And then, and it was the biggest protest in in history over in this country. People went out on the streets in front of the houses of parliament. Everyone was like, "We're not gonna fuck go to war. We shouldn't be there." Rah, 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 rah. You know, and everyone went crazy. And then this stupid story came up, which was that the the political party at the time was going to lift the ban was it lift the ban i think they i think they were going to lift the ban on fox hunting so that and again this is something very quintessentially english and uk based but do you know about fox hunting or not uh yeah like tally ho and shit right exactly yeah red jackets (laughs) white trousers black boots lots of rich people on horses yeah and with a crazy crazy starved pack of dogs um, and then this happens. Sorry for the fox, because you know it's it, yeah, because it gets ripped apart. Exactly. And so I understand that you know it's bad, but I mean, but it, it, there's a lot of other things that go into it. Like uh, if the fox gets away, some of these uh, I forget what they call themselves, but you know some of these people they actually dig the hole, the dig the fox out of its den, and then the fox has to run again. So it's like it literally runs to within an inch of its life until it's completely exhausted and finally gets home. And then they dig it up and they do it all over again. And then it gets ripped apart by dogs. So animal rights activists and anyone else who has a you know, kind of like sense of decency as far as living things goes, <sighs> that <clears throat> everyone's been against fox hunting for a long time. And they said they were going to lift the ban. So everyone went insane on this story. They were, everyone was like, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was just sat there and I was like, yeah, I agree, man. It's like, of course, you, you can't lift the ban on fox hunting. It's fucking stupid. It's like <clears throat> going back in time. And, uh, and then I was like, what about the war? <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just a small group of me and my friends. It's like, but what about this over here? It's like, don't, don't 
pay attention to that. Look, can you see what they're doing? They're literally put like they're pulling the wool over your eyes, and it's like they've got a nuclear bomb in one hand and they're rattling their keys in the other hand, and you're looking at the fucking keys with the bloody poo emoji on it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you know that's politics 101. How to how to get something through that's unpopular. Well, let's bring something else up that everybody will get all riled up about, and then we'll just quietly push our agenda through. Yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> it is. But the thing is, dude, that they don't even do it quiet. They literally do it under everyone's... They, they pass it in front of people's eyes, and no one even sees it because they're so concerned with something else that's happening, which has been placed in front of them. It is, it's weird. I don't, I don't understand it. But they didn't listen to us anyway. Like I said, biggest protest of all time. Shouldn't go to war. Went to fucking war. Oh, God. I'm having uh, a beer. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. So much better. Yeah, I would be joining you, but it's one thirty my time right now, and I would get nothing accomplished this afternoon. <laughs> yes, and uh, I did say to you a messenger, but fuck you, Google, because I I wrote what your, what your timer zone was, and they said that you were an hour behind what you actually are so i figured that we'd be starting at 12 but we're actually starting at one your time so yeah i do apologize for that man <laughs> oh it's no sweat dude it's it's just a couple guys bullshitting over the internet right <laughs> yeah well you know that they're recording this right both both uh, both leaders in both countries will be recording this and going gosh oh, these guys are on to us what the fuck are we gonna do <laughs> that's why your computer fucked up there you go they knew what yeah, you were no gonna shit. talk about <laughs> I swear, it never takes your computer longer to restart than when you're watching it happen. Oh, God, I know. It is the worst. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for a little context here, uh, we were about to start recording, and uh, my computer was just running slower than molasses, and it just required me to restart it. And uh, it took forever, <laughs> like texting Dan, telling him that I'm dying inside waiting for my computer to restart. <laughs> <laughs> What computer are you on that takes that long to restart? Oh, I know. Well, I think part of the problem is it's a laptop. And, oh, okay. And so a lot of times, rather than just shutting it down when I'm done working, I'll just close the lid, and then it goes to sleep, and then I open it up, and then I'll do that a dozen times before I actually restart it. Oh, it's where a... is your bloody electronic management, sir? <laughs> Dude, being being good with technology waved goodbye to me years ago. I, okay. I, I limp along, <laughs> and I make do. <laughs> well at least you make do it's good it's good <laughs> so what was the main thing we were going to talk about today <laughs> i think we were going to talk about travel we were uh, i've yeah. done very little and you've done a lot <laughs> that's, yeah that's right man um yeah for anyone that i mean quite a few people do know this but um some people don't i i loved travel places um that's why i went to Peoria to see the uh, see Star Wars with the guys from PCL and me and Cat have Cat uh, is my other half by the way. Um, we went on a five month trip, uh, not around the world. It was kind of around the world, but it was basically to the countries that we really wanted to go see the most. And so, oh, that's incredible. Yeah, it was a lot of money. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, man. It was a shitload of well money spent, though. I mean, holy cow! I can only imagine the experiences you'd get out of that yeah no it was it was worth every single penny um and seeing as you know we are on the the start cast and uh, like i said earlier it will be like a crossover lap episode we're gonna be completely honest here i spent eighteen thousand pounds which is probably about 20 
twenty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, yeah, and but I mean, because it was two of us, uh, at least like you know, two people got to experience all this awesome stuff as well. Um, so it was five months, and um, the countries that we went to were um, America, Canada, back to America, then we went to New Zealand, Australia, China, uh, Cambodia. Thailand, Vietnam. Did I miss anywhere else out? No. So that's that trip. And I've also been to Japan, Germany, France, Denmark, Norway, Iceland, um, do, 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 Wales, because that's next door. But I've never <laughs> been. But I've never been to Scotland, which is stupid because Couldn't you I just hear take it's, a train. I could, I could, but I just, I just never got around to it. It's like, you know, I don't know, like that, that bar or something that you hear about down the street, which is amazing, but it's right next to where you live and you never end. Or it's not right next to you, but like, it's just that little bit too far to what you're kind of comfortable doing, like on a, on a night out or something. So you never end up going there with you and all your friends and it just, and then it gets shut down or it burns down or whatever. But, um, <laughs> so that's kind of like Scotland. Not that I want to burn Scotland down or close it down. <laughs> <clears throat> I was waiting just, for that to come up. <laughs> I know. I was like, did Scotland burn down? <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but that's the thing. It's, it, it, it's very, very close. And, but it's, it's far enough away that I haven't sort of ever gone, you know, I'm going to go to Scotland this weekend because I've, I, I don't know. It, it, I think it's because it's so close as well as Ireland. I've never been to Ireland. I think because they're so close, I just kind of take them for granted in the fact that I know that they're there. And I'm just thinking, oh, I'll just go there someone else. But but I shouldn't, man. I really should. I, I should get my arse in gear and actually go. Because one of my friends goes to Scotland on a regular basis. And he absolutely loves it. He's literally from the same town as me. And he's, I sit in his house going through his phone, going through all his pictures of Scotland. And I'm just like... That is beautiful. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Like hundreds of pictures of him driving around all of these mountains and valleys and just absolutely gorgeous scenery. And it's the same with Ireland as well. You know, I, I know quite a few people from Ireland and and obviously from films as well, like, you know, like Game of Thrones and, and Star Wars. You look at the and Hellboy, you know, you look at yeah. the uh, the terrain that they filmed in and you just go, wow, that's one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. And and I still haven't been. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but yeah, so I wanted to talk about travel because um, this kind of goes back to what we were saying about earlier. You know, there's people say, like, don't go here because, like, everyone's a scumbag or whatever. Well, it's that's never, ever true. You know, it's... um. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's there's like I said, there's good and bad people wherever you go in in the town you live, probably in the fucking house that you live in, and the town you live in, and the country you live in, and, and so on and so forth. So, um, if if you're like me and you like making connections with people face to face, and I mean this is one of the reasons why I love podcasting so much, man, because I've got to get to know and talk to and actually meet so many different people already. Oh, I totally um, agree. <laughs> exactly, man, and it it's it's an amazing thing. And I think people kind of underestimate how powerful meeting a new person and making a connection with them, like how powerful that is. It, it restores your faith. Even though I say, I think 85% of people are shit. 
it restores your faith in the rest of everyone else. That 15% of people are just fucking gold. They really are. And yeah, when, yeah, absolutely. You, and, and also, when, you know, as an adult, how often do you get a chance to have real conversations like that? I mean, like, when you're a child, it's really easy to make friends. You can just, like, look at somebody and be like, oh, yeah, we're best friends. But then for some reason... Yeah. When you get to be an adult, it's it's just harder to do that. I don't know if it's because cynicism sets in, or or what it is, but like that is it's just one of my favorite things about podcasting is just being able to have these really in depth conversations with people, and you know getting to meet people all over the world. Like I never would imagine I'd you know have a you know a, a long chat with with a friend that lives in England. You know, I mean this is just crazy. I know it's insane it really is but it, I, I totally get where you're coming from as well it, I think it's because like the longer you live the more crap happens to you and also the more kind of um you know set in your ways you get and when you meet new people it's like I mean I still find it when I meet like friends of friends that I've never met before I'm just sort of sat there and because I'm very open about my my nerddom and uh and 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 everything just sort of like goes on with me and you know like you know you, you put yourself down just like brian does as well you know he puts himself down in front of new people as i do i do that too because it's just kind of i think it breaks the ice a little bit and shows people that you're kind of confident in who you are and all the rest of it so if i meet a new person and you know the conversation isn't going quite as well as expected um i will say something totally out of the blue like oh did you see the new star wars movie or whatever fingers crossed they fucking love star wars yeah. or whatever <laughs> because and, and again there's a lot of people a lot of adults especially they're very they're very shy about what they enjoy which is weird because i met a guy he ran a hotel and this this wasn't traveling. This was just on a Christmas holiday that I went on uh, with Kat and her family. And this guy ran a hotel and he was with us for Christmas um, uh, dinner, for lunch and everything. And I was sort of like sat opposite him on the table. And I was sort of uh, – he was a very kind of – he's typical kind of like English guy. Like he was wearing a nice, nice jumper with a tie and like he was, you know, like very, very bald with glasses. He's probably about sort of like in his late fifties. And he was like, he was quiet and very reserved. And I was like, I'm trying to figure him out because I, I think I have quite a good sense of what someone is like when I meet them. And I had this little inkling that there might be something very, very special about this man. And when I spoke to him afterwards, after we'd had a few drinks and things like that, I just like told him i was like oh i was like you probably don't like this sort of stuff but i love you know comics and movies and i play the drums and i love art and all this and i was like just listing all these things that i love hoping that he would have something that you know he could relate to me with because he was clearly feeling quite out of place and i wanted to bring him into the conversation and bring him into the group a bit more and he just went i like trains and I was like, you like trains? And he was like, yeah, I've got – my attic is literally full of model trains. Oh, and I was cool. like uh, – and I was like, you're fucking lying. I was like, there's no way that you have an enormous model train set in your attic. And he was like, I'll fucking show you. And me and him <laughs> went up to his attic and oh, lo and no behold – yeah, lo and behold, massive, full-scale – like diorama not diorama you know like a proper 3d with mountains and stations and trains oh, yeah. and shelves full of fucking trains like little electric trains everywhere at 
absolutely everywhere and hundreds and hundreds of issues of this like train spotters magazine thing and like a model building magazine and i was like he just went you probably don't like trains do you and i just went i'm not that into trains but fuck i was like i love the fact that you love this because yeah that's it it's like I, I, when someone is passionate about something, it just makes me like them even more. I don't care what I don't care what it is. That's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> Absolutely, he's, he's, just, he's just got that. You know, he's got this thing that he doesn't tell anybody about. You know, obviously, his friends and family know, but all these new people that he meets, he doesn't tell anybody. And he's got this incredible setup in his in his attic, which has just got like it's like thousands and thousands of pounds or dollars worth of stuff and it's clearly this man's passion it's like please like from now on just share this with people because i was just like awestruck by the detail and and like the like the complicated machinery that was being used and the way he used electrics and circuits with everything it was it was amazing man and that's that's what i'm that's what i'm saying about like adults and stuff people kind of keep in what they they truly love it's really weird that is weird because you know i've always worn no matter what I'm into, like, that's what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that's just the way that I've always been wired. And like, uh, Vitaly always gives me shit about how much I talk about climbing. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's your like, thing. So I'm going to talk about it all the time. And like, yeah, yeah. When I talk to somebody face to face or face to face, I see their eyes glaze over with boredom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, you're talking about knots and carabines and different tensile strengths of rope and <laughs> <laughs> the guy in front of you's falling asleep. <laughs> well, usually like it'll come up and someone will be like, Oh, so you want to climb Everest? I'm like, No, no, not ever. <laughs> <laughs> not fucking ever. <laughs> Uh, it's getting smaller i heard it's getting smaller so you might have a chance one day yeah isn't it like you know because all the mountains there's there's really kind of an outside limit on how big they can get just because of gravity and erosion and stuff and then it's a battle against the uplift you know that's happening with tectonic plate action and stuff yeah it's pretty interesting uh geology is something i've always been into yeah well soon it will be like a molehill and you can just tread on the top of it yeah i don't know <laughs> i say soon you know like in like two billion years or something oh. did, you know did when you you're still that? around did you watch that everest movie that came out not too long ago i think it had what was it, fucking jake gyllenhaal maybe no i definitely didn't oh it was, don't watch it it was depressing as fuck <laughs> i thought you were gonna say oh, i highly recommend it it was oh, a really it, good watch but be- beautiful no, scenery beautiful scenery but it's like if you want to watch a whole movie where you come to care about all these characters and then you just watch them all fucking die on a mountain oh my god that's basically (laughs) what happens then spoilers well it's a true story (laughs) it's based on a true story so (laughs) oh okay but dude you want to know the creepy thing about when people die on everest that's just Uh... where they're at forever if you freeze to death on everest you actually freeze to the mountain so they actually physically can't even pick you up and if they oh, could, God. it's so fucking dangerous to try and get you back down the mountain that the people carrying you down are literally risking their lives to bring a corpse back. And so, yeah, it's just, if you die on Everest, that's just where you're at. Wow. That's then, that's pretty that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And then when the fresh snows come, they try and kick a little bit more on you so you don't have to walk past. But <laughs> Oh, Christ. Dude, oh, my God. There's, there's like a, an article I read where they were talking about going up 
and like they were using frozen corpses as landmarks. Like there's some cave that they call the cave of green boots because somebody with these oh, bright God. green mountaineering boots died in that cave. And he's still and, there. And so you can oh, see those bright God. green boots sticking out of the snowbank. Like fucking <laughs> no, Wizard of Oz or something. <laughs> yeah, and then people are like, you want to go do that? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, definitely not. Not at all. It's like, dude, there's, oh a, there's a big goddamn difference between going and climbing Everest and doing the sort of fucking chill climbing that I do. <laughs> like, I'm going out in the woods in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, climbing Jesus something that's Christ. like 50 foot tall. <laughs> yeah, so with with hundreds of dead bodies all over it. That's the one I want to climb. That's the fucking one right there. Oh, oh my God. Have you ever, uh, have you ever I was going to say, have you ever gone to uh, Yosemite or? No, no, that's. Uh... There's different sorts of climbing, and and a lot of it's based on like the protection that's used and like the the style in which it was done. Yeah, and and so the 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 really the type of climbing that's really popular at Yosemite is called like trad or traditional climbing, and yep. and I just don't do that. Um, I I don't have the gear or the the skill set to really do that. I've gone out and trad climbed a couple times, and it was ugly. I didn't, really? I didn't know. That. I mean, like my friend that was good at it made it look awesome, but me, I was like, oh, like, because it's like you put your hand like into the crack in the rock, and then like you turn your hand just so, or you tuck your thumb down into your palm to make your hand fatter than when it went in, and then right. you just pull on that. Ugh. Like, yeah, and so it was really weird, and and so all the climbing I've been. I've done is face climbing where you're actually pulling down on like holds, like protrusions out of the wall or like yeah. little, like in limestone here, that's like, there's little pockets that form everywhere. So it's like a hole in the wall. Yeah. So you, just, you know, it's like boom, 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 climb right up it. You know, it's, it's almost like climbing a piece of a giant piece of baby Swiss cheese or something like that. Okay. So, <laughs> but much bigger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, cause, and, but uh, have you ever had it to where your, your geekdom for whatever it was, you brought it up to the wrong person and you immediately wished that you wouldn't have started talking to this person about that? No, because fuck those people. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is something I spoke about on LAP, man. I'm not fucking ashamed. You try and if, – if I tell someone – this has happened a lot to me as well because I'm so open about it. And I said it on LAP, the story about oh, – I was reading uh, Watchmen – in uh in college and a girl came up to me and said oh she was like you reading a comic and i was like yeah and, she, and i thought oh this could be a cool start to a conversation or a new friend and um she was like yeah my brother reads those and i was like oh yeah cool and she was like he's six and um oh. i went oh i went oh okay uh, and i flicked to the bit where rorschach like sets all the policemen on fire and uh, turned it around and showed her the page. And I was like, does this happen in your brother's comics as well? She was like, oh, my God. And then I went, oh, no way, it gets better. Then I flicked to the um, bit where uh, Night Owl and um, Spectre are fucking in, uh, in, in Archie. And I was like, does this happen in this comics as well? And then she just walked away and left me alone. But no, it doesn't You didn't even get a chance me, to man. show her Doc Manhattan's big blue dick? No, I didn't. <laughs> Fuck, I should have done that. But, always, but, always lead with the big, big blue dick. Yeah, but I, I actually, I, I love Doctor Manhattan's big blue dick because, <laughs> because when I went with all my friends to go see Watchmen for the first time ever, and um, we watched the movie. I love that film. It's fucking fantastic. It it's is. Like, it re- is a great movie, dude. It, fantastic adaptation and. 
arguably, this is in my opinion, the end of the film is better than the end of the book. It makes more sense with the characters and the, the way the story goes. Fucking awesome. I totally so, agree. Yeah, exactly, man. It just makes much, much more sense. It's fantastic. And at the end of the movie, you know, the lights come up, the credits are rolling, and they're sort of, you know, just sort of getting ready to leave. And my friend Jamie... um, it stands up and he yells at the top of his voice and he went and that was fucking flaccid (laughs) 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 and and the whole damn place just erupted in half of it was laughter and the other half of it was people turning very very red and very very British (laughs) and kind of slinking out like not wanting to talk about CGI penis (laughs) pretty cool (laughs) so thank you Jamie he's in Japan at the moment on his honeymoon so have a great time oh that's awesome oh my god but yeah no i've never never ever shied away from it i I can't man it's like i I mean i used to get bullied at school never shied away from a fight i I can't do it it's like if someone wants to give me shit about what i like or the way i look bring it the fuck on because i will either convince you that you're wrong or we're gonna throw down (laughs) and uh, i i don't mind that it's um if someone is wants to be physically threatening to me or my family or my friends, I'm going to stand up for myself and uh, in exactly the same way that I would stand up in a conversation for what I love and what I what I like to do with my spare time. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Um, you know, I've I've had people give me shit before about comic book stuff, and then when I start to talk to them, and then they start giving me like their opinions and stuff, I go, "You're just basing this on the movies, aren't you?" Like you've yeah. never actually read a fucking Superman comic, or you've never actually read a Batman comic, and they're like, "What the fuck does that matter?" I'm like, "Well, you know, it's just I have to put an asterisk next to your opinion." <laughs> you know, oh, that'll make people upset. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, there's sometimes where like, uh, like I'll go way too into my logical mind, and I'll say things that they'll come out, and I'll be like, "Wow, that was really fucking harsh." <laughs> like I've been trying to get better at it. Because it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, the truth hurts. And so sometimes you got to be careful how you package it. And But, you know, at the same time, if someone's being a douche, maybe they need a little dose of reality. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like we were saying <laughs> earlier, man, if, if those people have a problem with how someone else spends their time, it's like, I love computer games, man. And, and I play games with Frank and Kirby and I play it with the Nerd Porn guys and Jesse Candelori and all those guys. Oh, like, you know, like even like YL, like me and YL hit up Overwatch and stuff. And man, he's a good Genji. Puts me to shame. But <laughs> I know I always uh, hear you guys talk about all that stuff and it, I find it interesting. But yeah, I've. I never have the the time to play games anymore, but it sounds awesome. Yeah, but that, that's the thing, man. It's like it's one of those things. People go, "Why do you waste your time on video games?" And it's like, well, I get home, I have a drink, have a shower, get changed, and then I might spend a couple of hours in front of like the PlayStation Four or the Xbox or even my PC. I play on the PC as well. And then I go, well, I go, well, what do you do to relax when you go home? And they go, well, I watch TV. And it's like. So what you're saying is the thing that I do where I interact with people all over the world and it's an actual it's it's not a passive medium is more of a waste of time than sitting in front of the TV just like you know having your brain melted by whatever <laughs> whatever yeah. soap or you know terrible 
cliche teeny bop movie you're watching or whatever it is you know so how come the way that i spend my time isn't isn't worth as much as the way that you know probably 90 percent of people spend their time in the evening because that's what most people do when they go home they they go home they uh, nothing against it it just want to watch tv that's awesome that that you do you and don't be a fucking piece of shit when I do essentially the same thing, but I talk to people all over the planet and interact with people when you're just sitting on your couch. I mean, it's, it, it blows exactly. my mind. And, and who and, are they to say what is a proper use of your time? It's your time. Yeah, exactly, man. It's like all <laughs> these guys, because uh, I mean, obviously football and baseball is very big and basketball, very big in America. And over here it's soccer. And everyone... <laughs> has a team that they root for basically everybody so where i work being on construction and stuff a lot of the guys that i work with they're all very kind of manly men you know they're all very like i'm a guy and all the rest of it so it's like did you watch the football last night and they're like yes i did sorry soccer last night yes i did wasn't it great when so and so did this and blah 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 and i'm just sat there sort of checking facebook like looking at pictures of you know, sci-fi themed oh, dil- yeah. dil- dil- dildos that. that Kirby put up <laughs> on the leftover army page and just, you know, laughing my ass off. But that's, that's what I mean. It's like people, that's their thing. It's like, you want to be into soccer? That's, that's cool, man. You, just, you go nuts on it. I love, like I was saying earlier, I love people that are passionate about what they're passionate about, but don't then turn around and tell me that reading comics or playing games or whatever it is I'm doing is a waste of time because arguably people that watch soccer and support a team spend more money and spend more time on their one team and that one sport that they like than I do with all my other hobbies. It's, um, you know, it's tit for tat. It doesn't, it doesn't make any damn sense. And I I think it does, it does come back to that kind of, uh, one, how open your mind is in the fact that how willing you are to accept that, well, surprise, surprise, people are actually fucking different. Or that, you know, society kind of forces these um, these stereotypes on people, which it sucks, man. It, it, but that's one of the reasons why I think that this community that we have, so, and I don't just mean the army, I just mean, you know, nerddom in general, is, I, I don't like saying it, but I do think that the people that love this stuff are brave because we've always been told you get past a certain age, you shouldn't be looking at superheroes. You shouldn't be playing computer games. You should be doing your nine to five, going home, having your dinner, watching TV. And these people that carry on with the things that they love and the things that they believe, I think they're the fucking heroes as far as pop culture goes for definite, because when everyone else is doing what everyone else tells them that they should, they should do. It just, it, it just makes the things that we like more special. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I, I, I don't follow any sports at all and I'm just, I'm, I found a long time ago, I'm just incapable of doing it. (laughs) I've tried, like when I was in middle school, I tried to like actually watch Monday night football so that I could talk about it with my friends the next day. And I, I could, I ended up staring at the wall doing backflips on mom and dad's bed instead. (laughs) I was, (laughs) yeah, I just couldn't do it. And so I've actually had dudes like look at me in disgust. (laughs) <laughs> when I'm like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't follow football at all. I don't. Yeah, I don't have yeah. a team, and they look at you like, what? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and then you know, and so of course I gotta, I gotta poke them, and so I'll say, yeah, it's all dudes chasing balls to me. I don't care. <laughs> that, that's what you're into. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's because uh, the the one sport that I that I do I I say I follow it. I don't follow it too much, but I loved playing it. Was rugby, which is it's American football, but you're not allowed to pass the ball forward essentially, um, and it just makes me laugh because the rugby community very very secure bunch of guys and women as well in the rugby community because it is it's like i'm saying it's american football because it, you're going in with shoulders hard tackling people and things like that and there's a lot of like it's not like american football when like the ball goes to ground you know everything resets it's not like that you have to jump on top of each other and scrabble to get this ball out so your team can get possession of it so when people when people talk about football and they go do you like football and i'm like no i like i like rugby and it, it just i can't help but crack a joke about it. it's like <laughs> i love seeing guys that are like like six foot two and above they weigh like you know 220 pounds upwards just groping each other and you know all in the all in the mud and, and all the blood and the sweat and and all the semen and everything that all gets mixed in and just like completely freaking the fuck out i just can't help it dude. I just, I'm, cl- I'm too secure in my sexuality that's yeah. my problem well and what's up with all the ass slapping when they do a good job oh yeah i do love that it's like watching top gun all over again <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I just can't help it, man. It's like when, like, you know, one of the army or one of my friends like puts up a new profile picture, and it, it, it's like it's like, like <laughs> Joseph Olivares put up a picture of himself like literally yesterday, and um, oh, what the hell was it? it his t-shirt was a uh, a Bruce Lee t-shirt, and I'm a massive Bruce Lee fan. He was my hero when I was a kid, and I said like, oh, fuck, I don't remember what the hell it was. It was something like, you know. Even under your T-shirt, you're still my boy. And then I put like dot dot dot. Wait, that read really weird. And um, <laughs> he like backed up at it and everything. But and you know that's that's a guy that I've never met that I'm friends with. And I don't and I don't mind saying stuff like that because <laughs> I, I'm not waiting for someone to like call me gay or like use a very <laughs> terrible derogatory word to describe me. I, I don't want that to happen. I just think it's funny. I just. It, it, I just I love that it's like um my favorite one is just writing I would as in it's like a, I don't know if they have that in America but in England it basically means that yes you would have sex with that yeah. person but I, I would and um and so I, I always put that on all of my male friends Facebook pages <laughs> yeah I would definitely <laughs> me and my friends over here are quite strange when it comes to stuff like that it was uh went on a stag do um for one of my friends and Basically, uh, all of my friends from this particular group, they all look like me in the fact that they're kind of, you know, beards, long hair. It's a couple of guys with short hair, but um, yeah, they're all into metal. And even though I'm, I, I look like those guys, I'm not a huge metal guy, more of a rock guy. I just like my hair being long and my, having a beard. But so we were wandering around. This was in Wales, and. Um, we went to this local bar and sort of it was kind of like when people walk into a western and the doors close and everyone turns around and the guy stops playing on the piano and the guy at the bar's like just stops washing the whiskey glass and they just get stared at as they walk <laughs> <clears throat> so it was kind of like that and uh but they made a space for us at the bar and everything and uh you know got a few drinks and we were outside and this guy said so where are your bikes then 
And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, well, you obviously some sort of like a motorcycle gang or something. And I was like, dude, you've been watching way too much Sons of Anarchy. This is ridiculous. <laughs> He was like, so you're not in a gang? And I was like, no, that guy's a lawyer. That guy's a nurse. This guy's a buddy. Like, this guy sells jewellery for one of the biggest suppliers, like, in England. And, and, I was like, and I'm a builder. And that guy makes guitars for a living. So but, so you do all that, but you're not in a biker gang. And I was like, no, we're just on a black stag do. Oh, God. You're not in a biker. You're not in a biker gang. <laughs> No, he just he wouldn't believe it, and that actually happened to us twice in in one weekend from two completely different areas of the country because we like went went to a different place and someone said exactly the same thing. Where are your bikes? We don't have any bikes. We've had this already. Go and talk to your friend in Conway. We've already spoken to him. Oh my god! But yeah, those are the guys that I blame for all the um all of the uh you know like homosexual references because they they have done it for years. And uh, but again, it's uh, it's uh, awesome. Like my friends, sort of in England, amazing group of people that they're just they're so secure in their lives and what they believe in, and you know all, all their hobbies and and their their partners, uh, everything that they don't they just they just push it out there whether or not <laughs> it's never meant to offend anybody. It's always just supposed to be funny, which it is. And well, um, yeah, yeah, and you know, I. <laughs> I to me it's like if something's sacred I want to make fun of it a little more. Because, oh yeah. Because for me it's like it's just it's all comedy to me. Yep. And uh, like if you can't laugh at something then you, you got to be able to laugh you got to try and at least laugh at everything. And yep. so me and my friends are a lot the same way. And <laughs> when you're with a group of guys and they're making gay jokes at each other, I could see how like somebody could be offended by that. But to me, that's never going to offend me because like no. I've never, I've never bashed on somebody for being gay. Cause for me, I don't give a shit what your sexual preference is. And, and really I've never understood guys that are homophobic. Like, shouldn't you be thrilled to find out that like you have one less competition to get to the ladies or whatever it's, <laughs> it's it's like under and like i can understand why dudes and lesbians won't high five because like you know like if a guy were to like walk in okay if a girl were to walk into a room and see two dudes going at it she'd probably just be like whoa and walk away but if a guy were to walk into a room and see two girls going at it they'd be like i, I want to be there <laughs> And so it's like okay, there's gonna be a Depends creepiness the... factor there. So I can see why, yeah. du- why like dudes and, and lesbians aren't high fiving. <laughs> oh god! But like, yeah, that depends on the guy for definite. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, man, sometimes some of the jokes that'll come out when dudes are busting their balls, I'll never forget this one dude that I worked for years and years ago. You could not put on chapstick around the guy. Because if you start putting chapstick on, he'd immediately start rubbing his dick through his fucking jeans going, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, that is so foul. You have gray hair. Stop doing that. <laughs> I'm so fucking stealing that. <laughs> I'm stealing that. That's amazing. <laughs> I'll never forget it. it was oh, creepy. that guy's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember two things about that guy. I remember that joke. And I remember he had this weird, like, protrusion on his side where it looked like Alien was about to erupt out of his chest cavity at any moment. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Like, what is that, dude? You have, like, fucking Quaid from Total Recall tucked under your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh no! Did he? Did he ever find out what it was or not? No, no, he ended up getting fired. He didn't really do his job. Oh, okay. <laughs> he got away with doing nothing for a really long time. And then oh. when he when he walked by and told me he was fired, I had to like not laugh. <laughs> be like, like all you do is smoke cigarettes and stare out the window. <laughs> Fuck, dude! This guy's my new hero. <laughs> The last time I saw him, he was working at a bakery. He looked happy, so oh, good, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> Fucking hell. Wow. If I ever make it to your neck of the woods, I want to meet this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, hey, hey, man, you got a fan. He's a big That's fan it. of the chapstick move. What else, what else can you show with this young grasshopper? <laughs> Oh Christ! Like perviness one hundred and one with Randy. Oh, that's it. Is that his name, Randy? It was Randy. Oh, that's even better. He's got a perfect name. Oh my god. Oh shit. But yeah. yeah that wow. Was, that was years and years ago, but yeah, you know. we were talking. You know, we were talking about traveling, right? Yeah, once upon a time. <laughs> my God. Yeah, actually, my friend that made the the. The, the blue dick joke in the cinema, Jamie, he, uh, his thing is that he comes up to us and he, I mean, I'm a hugger. All my friends are huggers. We all hug all the damn time. But Jamie, he comes up to you. He gives you a really long hug. Like it's <laughs> And for people that aren't used to it, it's uncomfortable. And then when he feels, he's so good. When he feels them pull away, he goes right up to their ear and goes, it's all right. Daddy's got you. <laughs> <laughs> he does it better than me because his voice is incredible Dude, but I, I did something like that years ago at a drive-thru <laughs> we got to who I was, I was with a friend of mine we were this was way back in the day when we were in college and we were super baked and we went through this <laughs> wendy's drive-thru and after she took my orders we were about to drive away i went make it special betty <laughs> oh. <laughs> My buddy that was with me wigged out and he's like, why the fuck did you do that? They're going to fuck with our food. That was so fucking creepy. And I'm like laughing so hard. I'm making dolphin noises. Oh my God. You never fuck with people that touch your food ever. That's rule 101, dude. That is rule one. Have you ever seen that movie Waiting with oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds? That's Jesus I just thought of. Yeah. Oh, I love that film. Oh my god! But speaking of drive-throughs, um, actually doing that to somebody while you're hugging them, like your friend wins that. I mean, that's yeah, fucking it's, awesome. It's so good. Oh, yeah, this uh, the same group of friends that I went to the uh, stag do with. Um, we used to have this thing. We used to like when we were kind of like eighteen, nineteen. We used to like you know party on the weekends, have a really really heavy night. Lots of I mean lots of drugs, but like mainly drinking over in England. Um, and uh, so you wake up terribly hungover and you're like, right, we're going to McDonald's, yeah? So I was like, yep, jump in the car, get down there. And then we would discuss on the way what we were going to do at the drive through <laughs> And uh, my favorite, one, one of the ones that happened was uh, we actually got dressed up before we left. And uh, everyone was in weird fucking shit. Like one of my friends put on my other friend's mum's clothes. <laughs> I was in a white jumper that we tied up and put like a uh, Sharpie on to make it look like a straight jacket. Another guy was just in his, like his underwear with a belt around his nipples and all this sort of weird <laughs> shit. And so we pulled up to the drive through and made sure I put my order in first. So we gave the guy the order 
he was not impressed at how we were dressed. And then we drove <laughs> round and the plan, which is this exactly what happened. The plan was to get to the public car park with the big windows so everyone in the restaurant could see us. I say restaurants, fucking McDonald's. Um, and, uh, and I would jump out of the car and I would start running around the car park and in the restaurant and in the park and things like that. And uh, and my friend that had the belt around his nipples, he would be chasing. <laughs> he would be chasing me. So um, I was running around. I scared the crap out of everyone at McDonald's, and I was running around all their cars in the car park. And then there's this one tree in the middle of this field, which is outside of this particular place. And I was just running around in circles around this tree. And then we did sort of kind of like the Benny Hill thing, where he would just chase me, <laughs> or like Scooby Doo, and we change directions and all the rest of it. And um, it got to the point where. Uh, the guy's name is, is his name's Ed, but we all called him Woody because his name's Edward. Uh, wow, how inventive! Um, and he, <laughs> he he was he's very sprightly. He climbed the tree and was sat up in one of the uh, branches, and he was just doing this weird like Irish jig on this dance on this branch. <laughs> As he was doing that, I was just running around the bottom of the tree, and I slipped, and my feet came from underneath me because it was like kind of like a like a like a dewy morning, so the grass was all wet, and I slammed my head on um one of the like protruding roots of this oh. big tree and i flat knocked myself out for about, <laughs> apparently it was about 45 seconds i don't remember it so i was laying like completely still on the ground <laughs> with all these people <laughs> in McDonald's watching me watching my <laughs> lifeless body as my friend was dancing this weird elbowy irish jig in a tree and <laughs> Till I woke up, and then sort of, uh, but it, uh, unfortunately, that that was the climax of that that skit because because um, then I was like, oh, I've got to fucking go back to bed because I was. Well, just, how do you top you know, that? Exactly. Well, I tell you, straight jacket dude that. just knocked himself out. <laughs> I can tell you how you top that. Um, I, I, this is this is these are both my ideas, but only one of them came to fruition, which was. My friend Sai, who um, was the stag on the stag that I was talking about, um, he we went, went to McDonald's and we drove up and we placed the order. Like absolutely nothing was amiss at all. And the guy in the window was in tears, laughing. He just he couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. And as we drove off, he even like gave us the metal horns as we left and everything. And it was because we were we were all totally normal and acted like nothing was nothing was happening. And Sai was sat in the back in between two of my other friends, and Sai was com- completely naked, like. <laughs> like and balls out and all and he was just sort of you know like sort of like putting his hand up to his face like looking at the menu he was like yeah i don't i'm not really sure i'm gonna have today and he just like completely <laughs> completely talking normally and this guy was just pissing himself that was that was one that went really really well the only one that i thought of that i really wanted to do but we never got around to doing was same guy because Sai loved to get naked um it, it was essentially the same thing but we would all be in the car but Sai would be completely naked <laughs> on the roof on the roof and as we ordered uh, and finished our order we were go okay well we'll just drive around to the car park so i would turn his head <laughs> to the cashier just lift one finger to his lips and just go shh <laughs> like that that was that was what i really wanted to do but i don't think we were we were getting uh serious trouble for that especially if he fell off from his other half <laughs> Oh, now the unconscious guy on the ground's naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but as God, things 
things to do in a small town when you're bored. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that tops anything that me and my friends did. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Make a special bed. I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God only knows what they did to my food. <laughs> oh, no. Like, oh, I'll make it special for you, you, fake, you oh. creepy fuck. <laughs> God. It's a worry. It really is. I worked in a kitchen <laughs> once and I actually saw a chef wipe his ass on a steak. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah, so it, was, uh, it was it was proper like and this is why I love waiting because if, I mean people that's that is a comedy, yes, but people that don't know haven't worked in the food industry will be surprised at how true a lot of those things are. Um but that that particular customer sent their steak back three times and then the chef took the steak uh, took took a new steak sorry and wiped it like right up his butt crack and um <laughs> then proceeded to cook it blue and then serve it to the customer and uh, it was actually that same customer's wife that kept complaining to the waitress about how she wanted her milk room temperature for her tea for her breakfast this was this was the day after and um they kept bringing her out milk and she kept sending it back. And it was like this tiny little jug, like, I don't know, like 300 milliliters or something. And uh, she kept sending it back. And it was the eighth time that this milk had come back. And um, one of the waitresses that I worked with, uh, Lisa, her name was, no one will know her because I don't, I don't even know her last name. Um, <laughs> but I only worked with her for two years and I never found out her last name. Um, but she, she, you know, you get those like, gross hangnails on your on your fingers mm -hmm. like where the skin kind of peels away she picked those off of her hand and threw them in the milk and oh. then she said she, she made sure that that fucking milk was room temperature so this milk just sat there on the side for quite a while good like half an hour or something after it had been because it comes out of a chiller so they had to reheat it to what they thought was room temperature and then Lisa was like no we're doing this this time she left it on the side and they left it there for about half an hour and she kept going back and telling them you know we're just waiting and explained it comes out of a chiller so you have to wait for it to blah, blah, blah. but we want everything to be correct for you and all the rest of it really sugarcoated it yeah flicked all of her disgusting hard skin in there and then served it to the customer my god never <laughs> never fuck with people that touch your food you don't know what you're doing to yourself that is a good lesson in life and, and also you know it's like the person that's like has a waiter or waitress like if you're good at it you can make a lot of money in tips and all that that's great but i don't i do customer service for a job and i would hate to do customer service in conjunction with food service because no. you're going to just have so many people that are going to be just so fucking cunty about things and it's like yeah. Just eat your fucking food. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I can understand it. If you order the chicken and they bring you the steak, yeah, send that back. But if it's like, oh, this isn't quite cooked the way that I like it and you're just going to uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I get it. I get it with with when food is cooked like if you're like paying through the nose for like a nice ribeye or something like that. And, and the, the waiter or waitress asks you, they say, how would you like that prepared? And you go, I want that rare. And then it comes out and it's, you know, like, like overdone or like, you know, well done or over rare or whatever, not over rare, over medium. Then I understand that because you, you're paying a lot of money for this to be done a sp specific way. And then it comes out when it's wrong. So I get that. Because it's that costs a lot of money, but fuck me, when it's the temperature of milk, or 
it's it, <laughs> it is it is actually cooked correct, which is what happened with the steak. It was cooked to how this guy wanted it cooked, but he kept sending it back and saying that it wasn't. You know, there's a margin for error, and people don't seem to. Uh, some people don't agree with that, but um, there there is a margin for error. So, like my medium rare might be someone else's medium or rare or whatever. So it just depends how you do it at home or how your restaurant that you normally eat at does it. So <clears throat> yeah, it's um. But I agree. It's uh, it, it, people can be very finickety when it comes to food. It's and and again, you just don't you don't want to fuck with people. They might have got it wrong. But you send that shit back more than once, then you're 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 uh, playing with fire. I think you'll find <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, I've I've heard horror stories. I've never actually seen anything like that happen. Um, I think I think the the gnarliest story I ever heard was my first job that I ever had years and years ago when I was sixteen. I was working at a fast food restaurant and there was a story going around that another store, like another branch or whatever, you know, that was the same store. The health inspector came in through the back door and it was like a surprise visit. And he walked in to find the walk-in cooler door open and two employees pissing in the pic- the pickle bucket. No, (laughs) that is not good. No, and that's particularly disturbing to me because I'm like a dill pickle fanatic. (laughs) Like, I didn't think I had pickles on fast food for like a decade after that. Enjoy your pissy pickle. (laughs) Pissy pickle, that was the name of my high school band. (laughs) Oh, God. I know a band called Tickling the Pickle. No way. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome as well. They're signed and everything. They're really good. <laughs> That's a great name. I know. When I first met them, I was like, you you, you guys are called Tickling the Pickle. And they're like, yeah, we know. And I was like, That's one of the best band names I've ever heard. And they're like, Yeah, we know. <laughs> the only other band name from local bands which I think is better than that is a band called Free Beer and Naked Women. That's what they that's what they're called. So if you go past a a, part, a, a bar or a pub or whatever and you see the sign for the bands, uh, you know, Thursday, nine o'clock, free beer and naked women. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna drive in a certain uh, specific clientele, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Alcoholic pervs, brilliant. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. But yes, uh, so traveling, traveling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my God. Uh, yeah, I mean, one thing we did talk about, like previously, on on you know on text and that is, you were saying about what the differences between like America and England are. Yeah. And from a lot of your stories, it doesn't sound too different. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> they're, they're really... the way people are, you know. <laughs> there, there isn't any. <laughs> there, there's no difference. The, the, the food's a little bit different, um, and people speak in, in a different way. But we all use the same language most of the time. And um, there's there's assholes in England, just as there's assholes in America, and there's lots of nice people here and over there, too. <laughs> but no, it, but funny, funny enough, the, the whole accent thing is um is weird especially because you know most people can understand what i say when i talk to them in america but some people are just baffled by my accent and <laughs> it's like they listen they only listen to my accent they don't actually listen to the words that i'm saying and i did, i will tell this story again because you know some of the start sisters might not have heard it but i was in white castle in new york and 
I say it was New York. It was, I think it was actually Staten Island, but still. Um, <laughs> and I went up and I was like, okay, so I was like, I'll have the uh, number four and the loaded fries and, and then a cat was having like a fish filet sandwich and something else. And um, and this, this poor young girl <laughs> looked at me across the couch and she just went, what? And I was like, <laughs> um, I'll have the number four. And I was, I was pointing this whole time as well, the universal language of pointing. I'll have a number four <laughs> and, and a loaded fries and a fish filet sandwich, please. And she was like, what? And I just went, right. So I like pushed the menu right towards her face. And I was like, <laughs> you know, like, sorry, not, not, I didn't like hold it up to her face. I like pushed it across the counter. And I was like, right. And I was like pointing and I'm making sure she followed my finger. And I was like, a number four. And then I got her to repeat what the name of the burger was. And a loaded fries. And she said that as well. I was like, a fish filet sandwich. And she was like, oh. And I was like, yes, now we're <laughs> friends. Awesome. But yeah, she just didn't. <laughs> She just, it's just like she just spaced out. She just had no idea the words that I was saying, and she was just concentrating on the way that I was saying them. It was really odd. I also got people ask me if I was from Australia and New Zealand, which I kind of understand because the South English accent is is a little bit similar in in some of the some of the tones that we use in that. But someone thought I was from Baltimore as well what? and yeah, that's random and, yeah and someone thought i was from boston which i really didn't understand yeah and it, and uh, and canadian i got canadian quite a lot too it, uh, yeah it's huh. really quite interesting one of jake's one of jake's uh people one of his uh colleagues at work asked me if i could sing to them when we went and picked up the beer and the champagne for the star wars episode <laughs> she jake was like this is my friend dan he's from england and I was, I was like hey guys how's it going and she was kind of looked a bit kind of sheepish and then once we actually paid for everything she went i'm gonna ask you a re- weird request and i was like what's that she was like can you sing to me please and i was like no i can't <laughs> I was like, definitely not and i was like i play a mean drum kit but i cannot sing so you can have to look that up somewhere else i'm sorry <laughs> what an odd request though <laughs> yeah like, like oh you're british we sing to me I know, and and uh, and it's like I'm when not we were seal, in- settle down. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and when when I was in the line for Star Wars, me and Brian just met for the first time. We were sat down on the floor. It was we were in the queue for quite a long time, and uh, we were just chatting, like catching up properly, getting to know each other. And this girl come and sat between me and Brian. Uh, her name was Danielle, and um, Brian had spoken to her previously. Her and her husband are actually on the Star Wars episode right at the very end. There's like about a five-minute segment that Brian interviewed some people in the line, and she is one of those people. Oh, and, cool. um, yeah, and she sat down in between us, and Brian was like, can I help you? And, um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, he's going to fucking kick off. And um, and she just went, no, 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 I'm fine. I just want to listen to him talk. And that's what she said. Like, I wasn't even there. It was quite incredible. And that was the first time that I I knew truly that Brian is on the show, you know, some of his stuff is exaggerated because the show is therapeutic. You know, it's like this, man. It's like we talk backwards and forwards, we laugh, we shout, you know, all the rest of it. Oh, yeah. So, so Darth Brian is, is like is Brian's therapy. So he can really go out on someone if he wants to. And I saw <laughs> the real world Darth Brian come out and he just like was like – 
what the fuck is wrong with you? Like that. It's just like, it's, you don't come up to a stranger and say, can I listen to you talk? And just went off on this girl. But in a really funny way, nothing malicious, nothing like that. Just like, just Brian being Brian. And to see that just like come out of him was, it was a, it was a beautiful thing. And I, I and it was literally at that moment, I'll only be talking to him about 10 minutes. I was like, I was like, fuck, he's, he's just completely legit in the fact that, you know, I, I didn't know before going if the guys were playing characters or, or, you know, I had no idea. And to see it happen in front of me after being having a completely normal conversation, him just going off on someone was fucking <laughs> it was so funny. But it, it was it was a real like uh, it was just a really nice moment to see that, you know, Brian's just like as genuine on the show as he is in real life as well. <laughs> yeah. Can I listen to him talk? It's like, I'm not a fucking pet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's fucking talking dog my friend just has around. <laughs> some people are weird, man. Some people are just some... Ugh, I, like, what? Okay, so I had that food service job, and then unfortunately that meant I had fucking food service on my resume. And so every time I'd get a job after that, if it was like at a grocery store or something, if they had like a deli, they were like, oh, you should go work in the deli. You have food service experience. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But, I, but I hate it. I'm like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, they got me in the door just being like, well, do this for a little bit and then you can transfer out in stock shelves or cashier or, you know, whatever. And so yeah. I, I got stuck working in this deli for a while. And I remember this guy came up one time and he was ordering food out of the hot case. So I was, you know, putting it in the little styrofoam clamshell thing with all the compartments in it. And yeah. I cannot place this guy's accent. And he just keeps talking and talking. And I keep asking more questions to prompt, trying to get him to say different <laughs> vowel sounds. Because I usually feel like an accent really comes from the vowels. Yeah. And uh, and so finally I can't, like, he's all over the map. And I'm like, that is a very interesting accent you have. Well, what, where are you from? He's like, he's like, oh, I'm just fucking around in a totally normal American accent. I'm like, oh, <laughs> goddamn fucking weird, man. I love you. <laughs> Brilliant. What a legend. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that, actually, because I met I met a, an Australian girl on a, on a train, or because I did the Amtrak train from um, Chicago to San Francisco, um, three days on a train. Don't do that. It's hell <laughs> on earth. It really is. And I, I met some amazing people though, and that's like the and the scenery as well. Obviously, was like some of the best stuff I took away from it. But you met this girl. Um, I think her name was Emily, um, and she was Australian and she i was talking to her and i was like do people sort of confuse your accent with you know different countries or maybe even like different parts of america or anything and she just went no not anymore and i was like well, why is that and she said because i just start speaking an american accent and then people can understand what i'm saying and that's what she would do she would literally go into a shop and when she would order food or anything she would you know put on her american accent and be like oh can i get two tickets to whatever you know whatever and she would that's what she would do because it just it stopped it all <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty interesting i mean it, it, how i mean i suppose like i can do a really shitty british and really shitty australian accent so i mean i suppose somebody else could get by with an american right and yeah, order some I mean, food or something 
Yeah, I think just I think we call that one we call it General American over here, which is <laughs> I don't know why I like that name as well because it's like General America, you know, like like he's in the fucking military or something. <laughs> it does um, sound like a GI Joe. Exactly, man. I love, I love that fucking accent. It's amazing. But yeah, yeah, she just will just pull it out every time that she had to talk to someone that she didn't want to be not not be bothered, but she didn't want you know them to not understand what she was saying because I asked for directions to Niagara Falls. When I was in Niagara Falls, as in the, the as in the town right next to it, I asked for directions, and the, and this guy was like, "Oh, you want to go down there?" Um, and it's like, you know, whatever, get this this road, this you know, I whatever it is, and um, he did not fucking send us to Niagara Falls at all. <laughs> he had he had no idea what I was saying. He just again, he just he just heard words and and heard my accent and just concentrated on my accent and just didn't. He didn't actually understand what I was saying because <laughs> I said it three times and he just made up directions to somewhere that didn't exist just to get rid of me because he felt awkward. Wow. That's, yeah. that's odd. You know, I've never had a hard time understanding anything that you say and I've heard you on lots of podcasts. So that just blows my mind that it's like, wow, how fucking weird is that person? I can't understand just a very clear English accent <laughs> or British or, you know, I mean... Yeah, no, yeah, no, my my accent is is completely English. I will have you know, because okay. British British is you know is England, Wales, Scotland, uh, Northern Ireland. So okay. you know we've got we've got four countries, and in just in England alone, uh, everyone's accent is is uh, we've got so many fucking accents. Just like the states, man. You know, you guys have so many accents as well. But this is it's even more localized because it's such a small country and people from the south will find it very difficult to understand what someone say. I mean, I know we're going into Scotland here, but like north of Edinburgh, when you get up to like northern Scotland and stuff um, or like uh, like Glasgow, like those guys have this this amazing accent. And, uh, you know, if anyone is like Scottish and, and is listening to this, this is no way a slight because history dictates that scottish and english people should hate each other but i'm wasn't born then so fuck all that shit um (laughs) and but like you know like the glaswegian accent is fucking amazing it's like it's it's really thick and rich and like i'm not even going to attempt it because i'll make myself look like an idiot but um that's one of the ones that i cannot do (laughs) yeah it's like i'm just gonna stop trying (laughs) yeah exactly and like you know it's like not like northern scotland and stuff you know it, it gets thicker as well like the the accent gets even more sort of pronounced as you go up and like in ireland as well you know like northern ireland uh sort of uh you know uh like i think dublin's northern ireland right i'm pretty sure anyways sort of like dublin area stuff like that um it's uh it's kind of it's more sort of uh i'm not gonna say it's more english because it definitely isn't but it it's easier to understand than the rest of Ireland. And, um, you know, you get down when you go to like places like Cork and stuff, cause I met two, two girls from Cork in Iceland and we sat around drinking, me and Kat sat around drinking with them all night. And, you know, neither of us, none of us had any trouble understanding each other at all, but like their accent is so different from the like, other areas of Ireland. So this tiny little, you know, couple of islands, um, you know, just out, just in Europe. I'll say in Europe. We're not really part of Europe anymore, but um, <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> fucked up. Um, but you know, it's just like tiny little landmass, and there's all these different languages and stuff. I mean, I'm same as you, dude. I absolutely love 
accents and and hearing like people from different countries talk i think is fascinating the way that that it all develops because i mean i have no idea how the american accent developed from you know people moving from here and you know like germany and ireland that's one of those things i've thought about as well too is like how do we get from that accent to the way we sound and then yeah regionally and stuff like where the hell did the southern accent come from and yeah one of my favorite accents in America is the, uh, oh my God, you might have to help me out here. Um, the guys that, that like live in like the bayou, those guys, it's almost like... Okay, like, got, like a Cajun accent? Yes, that's it. That's exactly the word. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, the Cajun accent. Yeah, like that um, uh, Gambit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Those guys. The, the, I could literally sit there and listen to someone from that area read me you know the stock market and i would just be <laughs> enthralled at everything that they were saying I, just, I love that accent so much oh yeah did you ever watch dirty jobs when that used to be on like discovery channel with uh micro yeah. so he'd, he'd go around and do these different jobs that you know were like dirty jobs and so each show would oh, be like yes. a handful of them. it was a really entertaining show micro is just fucking fantastic human being but he did this one where these people down south were having a noodle for catfish. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, so they got him in this little pond, and he's reaching around under this log, and so he's got to find the big catfish, put his hand in its mouth, and then pull it up out of the water. Yeah. These two good old boys are showing him how to do it, and then afterwards they're cleaning the catfish. <laughs> and like I'll never forget this. This southern dude's like holding up this humongous catfish fillet. He's like, now imagine putting this on your grill <laughs> like your grill your grill <laughs> i'm like that looks goddamn fantastic on a grill sir <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing it's just one little word just like it just sparks off amazement the way someone else would say it. oh. it's fucking nuts well you know just... like like all the playful shit you got on on pcl about the way you pronounce your a's <laughs> oh yeah aquaman <laughs> Tomato garage. Yes, I was listening to uh, <laughs> I was listening to you and, and John on uh, I, uh, Igataku's podcast, yeah. and um, and uh, he said that he had kebabs for dinner, and that fucking That's slayed it. me for like a week. <laughs> I was like, he said fucking kebab. <laughs> what was it? Was it kebab? I suppose. Where That's you are. how it's pronounced around here. I mean, it was fucking nose. It's meat on a stick, right? <laughs> But it's just those little peculiarities and differences in people. I love it. I mean, it's just... I know. There's just... The variety of people you get is so wide and... and, You know, because it's like if you look at... You look at, like, squirrels or something like that, you know, and it's like there's probably not much difference from one to the next one, at least as far as you can tell. From what I can tell watching them run around my yard. But then you run into people, and people are also tremendously different even people from the same town from the same neighborhood help people who live in the same building they can vary so differently from person to person and yeah i would just... say that the the gray squirrel is <laughs> i don't know if you're gonna like this in england we have red squirrels you should look them up online they're very cute they've okay. got like pointy very pointy ears with like and and they're like they're like ginger red they're really really like stark red um gray squirrels that we have over here well guess where the fuck they come from they came from america and what do they do they come into other people's countries take over their land and wipe out the indigenous species (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Goddamn America. <laughs> Dude, we're starting Sorry, to have great. No, help it's it. all good, dude. We have mostly brown squirrels around where I live in Iowa, and they're like oh, real really? fluffy, adorable squirrels. And then we got these little gray squirrels that are starting to move in on their territory, and they're pushing the brown squirrels out because the gray squirrels are fucking assholes. Yeah, and like the, brown, the brown ones are just like, oh, okay, well, we don't want to fight. We're gonna move on. It's like, oh, you're leaving us with all these cunty fucking squirrels. <laughs> like, come back, cute brown squirrel. It's like, I just want to watch you fucking bury a nut for next year, and then your little fucking brain forgets it's there, and then you grew a tree. (laughs) That's almost proof of God to me. It's like, okay, he's got a little fucking rodent here that's adorable, and it just goes around planting trees that we need to breathe. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like the plan in action right there. (laughs) Right? None none of this intelligent design eyeball shit. (laughs) Give me a fucking squirrel planting an acorn. Then tell me God doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that goofy that goofy video where I can't remember what the guy's name is, but like do you know who Kirk Cameron is? He was yes. like in the Okay, so he's got a video and he's like super Christian now. He's got a video with some dude who's talking about how a banana is the atheist nightmare because it's like it perfectly fits in your hand. And it has oh, a, yeah, a wrapper built into it. And it's like, what the fuck, I've dude? Seen, <laughs> it's like you're I've reaching. Seen <laughs> I've said it. Yeah. No, you should do your own one. You should do the squirrel one and see how if that goes viral. And oh, my God. You should be like, really, really sincere with it. Like, do it like Jolie Olstein, like I'm talking with my eyes closed. Oh, man. That'd be so good. <laughs> wow. No one's no one can fucking argue with that. Nobody can argue with that. I'm sorry. It's like Bill Hicks talking about weed. It's like God put weed on the planet so he can all get fucked up. Oh, it's you know, it, you know, it's the same damn thing, but with squirrels. <laughs> squirrels are part of God's plan. Do you understand? <laughs> and have to come up with a southern accent to do it. That's how you're most believable as the preacher character. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think it's funny actually. Um, <laughs> we're going into religion, and it's a bit of a touchy subject. <laughs> but um, we—I I remember seeing a report on. Uh, it was on like Fox News, and I think it was the—is it his name Bill O'Reilly? Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's one of the guys that. Yeah, so you know, it was the talking him, heads. Yeah, it was him, and then and then the and then the two main anchors, and they were talking about a. We have a, a census here, which basically we we fill out like I can't remember how many years ago it goes by. It's like every couple of years or something, and you fill out like you know your name and your age and your sex and 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 your race and and everything else, and then you've got religion, and um, when the census became public knowledge for that particular year fox news got hold of it and they were fucking appalled that 50 less than 50 percent of the uk are christian (laughs) (laughs) and and it and it's way below 50 percent because you know we have we have a you know we have lots of people coming from different countries and they all bring with them their own religion so we have like you know we have like buddhists and um muslims and sikhs and you know fuck it, it, there's there's so many different religions in this country and christianity is it's it's kind of it's on the downturn as far as you know um like it's not getting taught in schools as much and things like that it was taught in my school um i became an agnostic after my brother got sick um his kidneys failed when i was 11 and um and i didn't i 
didn't believe in in that particular god anymore and um yeah so i wouldn't say that i was an atheist because there's there's too much weird stuff that happens that but long story short if fucking carl sagan is an agnostic then i can't call myself an atheist because he doesn't know whether or not God exists. So I definitely don't. But um, yeah, it was just, it made me laugh so much that it, it was almost like this, like Fox News was so unattached from what was actually happening in other countries that they couldn't believe. And they, I think they actually said that it was disgusting as well. Oh, I that statement <laughs> is disgusting. Like, I know, it made me laugh so much. I, I've always fantastic. been. <laughs> I've always been in the camp that I don't care what your religion is. As long as your religion isn't going to negatively impact me, then you can go do whatever you want with it. But oh, as yeah. soon as you want to use your religion as a way to bully me into doing what you think should be done according to what's written in your book, then that's when I have a problem with it. It's, yeah. It's, it, it, it wouldn't be a tenant of every religion be that you're born with free will. And so that's why you need to choose to live by the rules of your book. So just let people have yeah. their free will. It's like religious people getting upset that gay people can get married. And it's like, who cares? It's like, it will. Well, that's not good according to my religion. Well, then according to your religion, they're not going to get into your shiny gates and, you know, make everything fabulous. So don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, <It's> like, <laughs> like, just let the gay people get married. Why, why do you got to be an asshole and say that the people, my religion doesn't like gay people? Well, you know what? It mentions divorce like a million more times and you guys are all okay with that. <laughs> so, oh, so I mean, right there, you're picking and choosing, and in yeah. my eyes, you're choosing to be an asshole. And so it's yeah, like, ah, ah. I know, I know. It, it's it is tough, man. I I totally agree with you. It's like in the fact that as long as no one, same with fucking everything. As long as no one's hurting anyone else or trying to, you know, like get other people that don't agree with whatever idea not just talking religion talking about bloody everything um if if you're trying to like sort of like recruit people or even like brainwash people in some sense that what you're saying is correct and you're not letting them have the like you're saying letting them have their own free will free will to what they believe in or what ideals they want to believe in then fuck you it's it's fucking crazy and i know that some religions do they you know like uh, a bunch of my friends are like jehovah's witnesses and a lot of uh, my my friend sean he comes around we sort of like hash out about religion and things like that and um it's um it, but he works with me and we're friends and we talk about it because I, i've actually said this to him as well i was like i don't i don't care where you're coming from but i just want you to know that i'm always interested in anything that you have to say i mean that's one of the reasons i personally studied buddhism when i was about 12 i like you know got a bunch of books and everything and i wanted my religious education teacher to teach me about buddhism but he was like a reverend in the church so he had no idea what the fuck he was talking about so i had to go to the library and look at all this stuff and that was something which um uh i always thought was a very i thought it was a good religion in the fact that you know it's all about sort of like peace and harmony and and, and like understanding as most fucking religions are as well but people twist them which yeah. is really annoying they twist but, uh, it and they take it way too far yeah and I, I went to china you know one of like the biggest buddhist countries on the planet and i i didn't what i read buddhism as wasn't being 
like the day-to-day stuff about buddhism about being open and, and and stuff like that with with everyone else and every like living creature wasn't being practiced the way that i thought it would be but that's just my take on what i read and i going to china was a fucking eye-opener because i had no idea what the hell those poor people were going through day to day it was unbelievable man you see all this you know like uh it's like hollywoodized it's all glamorized you know all the martial arts and things like that but when you see someone drop down dead in the street because of all the pollution that's in the air it's like it's a fucking eye opener yeah it's i mean i don't want to sort of like sort of put a downer on it or anything but you know i mean what reality is reality yeah i mean i saw more sort of dead bodies in china than i've ever seen anywhere else in my entire life it was it was fucking horrific it was really horrible but then i had some amazing times in china as well like i was saying earlier man it's all fucking good and bad you can't and like you're saying it's it's real life You, you can't expect to drive all the way across one of the biggest countries in the entire world and not see some incredible stuff and also not see some really fucked up stuff. It's just the, that's just the way things are, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, that was, yeah. So I studied, studied Buddhism and, um, uh, then I kind of gave up on that (laughs) because there was some stuff in there that I, I didn't agree with. But again, as, as far as like reading and learning about different religions and stuff, as far as I see it, I just sort of like take lessons from everything that I've read or people that I've spoken to. And I go, oh, yeah, I really like that idea as in, you know, because I'm an agnostic and I don't know like either way, I just think, well, I'm just going to take this particular thing and, I'm, and I go look at it and go, I, I like that. I like the way that this particular phrase or passage treats people in a certain way or treats, you know, like saying all living things with respect or, or whatever, being open and, you know, like um, giving unconditional love to people, like, in, you know, in parts of the Bible, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, get all this really good shit that all these people are talking about and uh, bring it together. And I know that... <clears throat> Most religions, they have like these incredible messages. But at the end of the day, like we said right at the start, man, it depends on the person as how they use it. Because religion is an incredibly powerful faith and in some circumstances a tool that bad people use for bad fucking things. And because they have all these, you know, like followers and 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 stuff they can they they for me those people aren't aren't the people that anyone should be listening to you know it's like um, like in the army we have people from all different religions and guess fucking what everyone gets on fine mm. you know i mean we don't have people sort of trying to convert people or anything like that like on the page but even outside of the page every everyone knows what religion everybody is Yet people just talk and they just respect each other. And it doesn't matter what someone believes about, you know, I'm not going to use any examples, but it doesn't matter what someone believes about one thing. If it is diametrically opposed to what someone else believes, it doesn't matter because they're still friends. And at the end of the day, they respect each other's opinion. And they also understand that for people that are religious, religion is incredibly important and for like one of the one of my friends where I was growing up with he used to get bullied at school quite a lot because his dad is a vicar and but he had his faith to fall back on and I, I never had that because like I said I don't believe but 
that made him a seriously strong fucking person. And if if something that you believe in makes you a better person, then fucking go nuts, dude. I've got nothing bad to say about anyone that uses it in, in, in what I would say is the right way. I think it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, I really look at religion much the same way, where I, I consider myself agnostic, and I find the bits that are uplifting in, in each different religion, and, you know, they're really not too different when you start to look at a lot of them. Yeah, that's right. That and, is right. Yeah, it it is sad when you see it used as a means to control people or as a means to, you know, sway people by, you know, chipping... You know, pulling at their emotional heartstrings on certain subjects, and yep, it sucks. I just wish that everyone would realize that we're actually all the same. Just one time, my yeah. god, how amazing <laughs> would that be? It was like it's. I mean, Luther Shaver said something to me, and he. Um, I'm not going to go into the reasons why he said this because I don't know like how much people know about Lou, but he did say to me one time. He said, "He said I am truly colorblind." That's what he said to me. And I was, I was just like, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing to say. And if everyone, you know, was like that in, in, in the whole racing and everyone just realized that we're, we're all the same goddamn species and we shouldn't be fighting each other. And there shouldn't be all this inequality with, you know, race or sex or like, you know, like sexual preference. It well would be such a fucking better place. It's just, it's just nuts. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. understand. And I mean, I say that a lot on Igataku's podcast. I don't get it. I. I. I don't. I don't understand why everyone else can't see what so many people that I know see. It. It just it drives me up the goddamn wall. <laughs> it totally really agree. does. I. I don't but, understand why people want to go into life and just say, "All right, there's this group of people here that I just hate. I just don't like them." And so yeah. when I meet anybody from that group, I'm just not going to give them a chance. It's like, why? That that sounds exhausting. It's like, I, I take every human being I meet in life as a case-by-case basis, you know? Oh, yeah. And, like, I'll, I'll talk to them for a little bit, and then I'll make up my decision. And, you know, sometimes they'll surprise me, and I'll be wrong. I try to not make snap judgments, but... Yeah, I agree, man. I think that, I, honestly, I think there are two different sorts of people. I genuinely believe that. There are... There's assholes, and, the, and then there's everybody else. <laughs> I think that's for me. That's what it comes down to. If you're an asshole, I don't want to fucking know you. But if you're one of the everyone else, then you'll find in my book. Be who you want to be. Fucking believe what you want to believe. Have the hobbies that you want to have. I don't care as long as as long as you're a nice person. It fucking crack on. No, oh, god damn it. See, that's can you put in the well world said, to? Though, dude. Putting the world to rights at, what is it, like, nearly, what's the time where you are? Shit, you need to get going, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up here in a couple minutes. Okay, <laughs> I, cool. I, I, gotta, I gotta get going in about ten minutes to go pick up the boys from school, and then we are gonna go take them to Guardians of the Galaxy, too. Oh, sweet. So have, yeah. you, have you seen it yet, or not? No, no, and so I have all my podcasts on hold that I usually listen to, because I'm like, alright, I know I'm gonna see it this week, so I'm gonna oh. fucking go see that, and then I'll be able to listen to PCL, and Supercast, and League of Geeks, and all, all these other fine shows that... <laughs> but it's, oh, God. I, and, you know, I used to I used to never be like that. I used to be like, alright, 
I don't care. I'll let stuff spoil me. You know, I'm probably not going to be able to see it until it's out on DVD anyway. But now yeah. it's like I listen to so many of these podcasts and they, they, they all get me so excited. And so now it's like, all right, now I've got to go see it. Now I've got to wait to hear about it. But <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. If, if you listen to like five shows reviewing the same movie, you are going to know every single thing about yeah. that movie. <laughs> every single thing. And I would tell you, definitely don't listen to the PCL one first because we, <laughs> we really spoil the shit out of that from minute one. As soon as, Brian drops a spoiler warning, and then we're like, okay, so when this happened, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it just went off on it. So that was a good episode, actually, man. I think, I think you'll like that one. So I, I, I'll get a chance really to listen to it tomorrow. Recording. Yeah, cool. I really <laughs> enjoyed recording that one because it, uh, it, it was the guys in the room, and I was the only one on Skype, so like the flow's a lot better. And um, yeah, I think they've kind of they've learned that if I go – yeah or i start talking it normally means i kind of want to step in <laughs> because it's really difficult to tell on skype you know like you get like crossovers crossovers and stuff all the time so yeah I but yeah what you mean yeah it's a good it's a good one it was good fun just nice catching up with the guys as well i haven't spoken to them in so long oh god wow we barely talked about traveling on this at all <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I feel bad that I that I can't talk to you for like another hour or so too. Um, but you will for sure do this again, Dan. You're too much fun to talk to. I can't, well, I I can't leave it. Way just too one many episode. stories. <laughs> way too many stories to tell. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> and then we'll pick a subject and we won't talk about that either next time. That's that's usually how this show goes. <laughs> I know. I love it. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much, dude. Um, uh, do you want to uh, give out any of the information for the Leftover Army podcast? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you mean. Well, I wasn't sure if you wanted to give contact information. Since we're going to put this on that feed, too, I wasn't sure if you wanted to plug that. Um, uh, <laughs> no, no, because because the LAP is, is an in-house thing. So. That's true. <laughs> you know I, it, it's something that i said to brian actually like before when we first started you know it was it was it was my idea to try and get people exactly what we're talking about try and get people to interact to get to know each other to try and make friends and and just have fun and enjoy each other as like as as an experience if you know what i mean not in a fucking sleazy way but you know just like oh, enjoy each other. <laughs> yeah just enjoy each other as people we're not talking about a sensate fucking orgy um <laughs> and uh yeah so i spoke to brian about that and I was like, so that that's my idea. And I was like, don't worry, you know, at the end, not even at the end of the day, I was like, from the very beginning, I was like, I'm not going to publicize this. This is literally just going to be for us. And um, okay, I'm, I'm, it's never, that is, uh, from my side, that's never going to change. I'm never going to put hashtags in anything so people can, like, so <laughs> other people can search it. it would be, you know, when you load up a podcast, it says, what are, like, your search parameters? I'll just leave that blank all the time. So they can only search it via the name of the show. And most people only know the name of the show because they were either part of the leftover army or they're listening to PCL. So yeah. there's no, there's no need for me to just say anything like that, dude. So, but thank you for the opportunity, even though I did just stick it right back in your face. No, no, not at all. You, you educated me. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm glad one of us learned something tonight. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for being on, dude. And, and yeah, we'll definitely do this again. <laughs> yeah, we'll do Troll Hunter next time, season two. Oh, how did we not even talk about that? Okay, yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. We're going to do this again, Dan. <laughs> yep. 
when's that coming out? I think it's December, maybe, maybe October. I forget. Yeah, I, I know it's later this year, but yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> but oh shit, yeah. I really do got to get going. So <laughs> that's cool, dude. Okay, so um, yeah, uh, check me out on Facebook, uh, Startcast. Um, let's see. If you tweet, you can get me at, at the Tubby Ninja. If you want to email the show, Startcastpod at gmail dot com. Uh, thank you again, Dan. Thank you, sir. And if anyone wants to contact me, uh, yeah, you could if you wanted to. But I'm going to be really elusive and let you find me <laughs> <laughs> just by the description of me. If you don't know me already, then you have to go and search all the hundreds of thousands of Dan West that are out there. <laughs> right on, man. Well, until next time, this has been Startcast. <laughs>